Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. My name is Brandon Gindon. I am the Senior Pastor at Real Life Ministries Texas and I I am here with my ministry partner and great friend, Lori Arnold. Hey, friends. And we are so glad that you're joining us today. Uh, On our last podcast, we kicked off a new series on the Beatitudes and what this, what it looks like to walk out uh, Jesus's teaching from the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes in an intentional way, an intentional life. On this podcast, we we call it Get Real because Lori and I try to have very real conversations about what it looks like to follow Jesus and being a disciple, being um, who we are and not just something that we do. And so on our last podcast, we uh, kicked this new series off. And I just I kind of want to go back and, and review a couple things because I think it's important that we carry into uh, this podcast. Jesus is teaching his disciples and um, what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, he's talking to his 12, but he has you know, a huge crowd around him, um, uh, a bunch of eavesdroppers that are listening in. <laughs> and this is really at the core of what it means to be um, in uh, a citizen, if you will, of, of Jesus's kingdom, to live it out in this world. And, and what are these these just absolutely foundational principles that lead to salvation, that that help us to walk in a way that is... is um, a Jesus kingdom thing and not of the world. And so last week we looked at what it means to be poor in spirit. And so if you want to follow along or, or go and read, um, we're primarily going to be in Matthew chapter five and, and looking at the Beatitudes. And last week we looked at verse three, the first one being poor in spirit and, and what that means. And this week we're going to look at what it means to mourn. And Jesus says in verse four, he says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. And so it's important for us to understand the term mourn and what Jesus means. Um, this is much more than just a sadness. Um, the, the description, the definition of this term means um, to, to deeply lament and grieve. This yeah. is the, the type of grief and mourning that we would feel at the loss of a, of a loved one, of, of, of someone that is absolutely very close and dear to us. Mm-hmm. It is that type of a lament and, and, and sadness. And so when Jesus uses this term, blessed, you are blessed, those that mourn, for that's where you are comforted, is what is it we're mourning? And what is he call, is calling us to mourn? Well, what Jesus is calling us to mourn is the sin or brokenness of this world, mm-hmm. the sinful, uh, the impact of sin in this world. And Lori, I mean, we've talked about this. It doesn't take much to look around or to walk through or read through the headlines or and and the same thing at Jesus's time. It didn't take much to look around and understand this world is very broken. Right. Uh, my friend Jim Putman often would say, "There's no heaven this side of heaven. Uh, this is a broken uh, world." And and Jesus is saying those that um, b- there's a blessing in those that mourn the brokenness of this world, and it's there that He comforts us. Yeah. And so it, it's in that it's in that place today. We're going to talk about what does it look like to to walk in that. And and when we do mourn um, the brokenness of this world, how does that change our perspective of yeah. the world? How does it change our relationships? How does it change um, our walk with with the Lord? And so, 
Lori, maybe start out your thoughts on this idea of mourning and and being comforted and, and where we um, interact with Jesus here over this term. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about it a couple podcasts back, I think. Um, you know, praying the prayer, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Yeah. And um, that that is my prayer, you know, that my eyes would be open to see things the way that he sees them and not the way that I see them in the mm-hmm. flesh. Um, because there are many, many things that are going on today that grieve the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that are mournful. Um, and like you mentioned, that's in the headlines. It's all over. It's in our relationships. And we have become so hmm, lax, you know, yeah. just about many of the things that we see. Things are so common often um, that uh, they don't even affect us in the way that they used to. Would you almost say like an apathy towards yes, it? Yes. Apathetic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's, it's really sad. And I believe that grieves the Holy spirit, you yeah. know, that those things have become so almost mundane to us. Like this is just another day. This is just something else that happens, right. you know? Um, so when I think of it though, in terms of relationship and discipleship, I think of, I think of mourning in the sense that like, if somebody has done me wrong, if someone has sinned against me, um, I would tend to get angry or tend to just feel hurt and sit in that place. Instead, I should be mourning their sin. And that has changed over time. And that is now typically the place that I go to um, when I am in those relationships, when I am hurt. That might not be my initial response always, mm-hmm. but um, the Lord reminds me you know, of their brokenness and their sin. And, and then I mourn for them. I hurt, I grieve for them. And it makes me sad, which, which then takes away a lot of that anger. And I'm able to show compassion and understanding, even in my hurt, even in what they've done to me or the sin. Um, And instead I have a greater desire to, restore a relationship with that person or fight for relationship with that person yeah. as opposed to just letting them go and um, taking the easy way out. Yeah. You know what I think back to when you said kind of the headlines and, and I think you know, if we go to what Jesus is saying and, and we've talked about that these um, beatitudes are like rungs on a ladder, like we're climbing them. So we started at the, the first one yeah. of being poor in spirit and, a place of realizing our position spiritually um, that we, that's this huge, incredible need we have for Christ and we don't bring anything to our salvation and that he rescued us. And so when we start there and to go to your thought about if somebody has wronged us, if, if we in that place were to look from this place of humility at the world around us and mm-hmm. I think and understand and is so broken yeah, and the world's desperate need for Jesus. Every person around us is desperate need for Jesus just for them to start on that, that rung, that that ladder. I think that change, at least for me, it changes my perspective of sin. Like even in my own life of going, Oh my goodness, my need for him, my, and so my own brokenness um, 
and and sin, it, it right sizes it, puts it in this place for me to grieve over it. Yeah, you go. This is so not good. Yeah, and then when we look at the rest of the world, instead of grading along, I'm not. At least I'm not as bad as that guy. Yeah, or yeah. you know, wow, that group over there is horrible, or that political position over there, they are so wrong. There's no we as as followers of Jesus, our starting place is to lament mm-hmm. and to mourn over the position of this world the desperate need for Jesus that people have and to be in that. And I think for us and for myself to recognize, I can't be in that place unless I'm abiding in Christ Amen. because otherwise I'm in the flesh and I'm not going to sit in that place. So that humility, that poor in spirit then leads to this place of mourning. And I I really want you, you shared a story with me earlier. I I think um, I, I would love for you to share that story that, that you, um, um, shared with me because I think it would be good for our listeners to hear it. Um, it, it imp- had an impact on me. So why don't you share that story we we're talking about earlier? All right. Well, um, about shoots, it was in the last week or two, a good friend of mine, uh, let me know that she was going to be having a conversation with some other, um, friends of hers and it was going to be a hard conversation. And so she asked me to pray. And I said, okay. And I prayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while the conversation was going on, I received a text message and she said, I covet your prayers. Um, I just got some really disturbing news. Mm-hmm. And immediately I dropped to the floor, got on my knees, started praying, and I was weeping. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe, and this was the first time this had ever happened to me in this way. Um, where I was crying over something, weeping over something that I had no idea was going on and just praying. But I really believe that was the Holy Spirit grieving Yes, whatever was going on, whatever the sin issue was. And, and I felt it, you know, and, um, it was, it was a very powerful experience for me. Um, and I felt so close to God in that moment. And my my heart just broke for whatever was going on. And I, I really believe that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That, when you shared that story with me, the scripture that, that popped into my mind um, was, was second Corinthians seven. When, when Paul, he says for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Whereas worldly grief produces death. That, that scripture popped into my mind because when I think about the story that you're telling, it, there's not a human reason why you would have such a strong reaction where you would fall to your knees. You're, you're crying and you even said, you're like, I don't really know why yeah. like I am, yeah. but I knew that the Holy Spirit was grieved mm-hmm. that there's things going on in the world that when we, we use this term a lot, when we're abiding and walking and falling with Jesus and it's who we are and the spirit of God is working in our lives, there is a sensitivity to yes. the grief that the Holy Spirit has. Yes. And I think when we start to be in kind of in tune with what mm-hmm. with that, we're now starting to understand what it means to mourn. Mm-hmm. We're understanding what Paul is saying is that's a godly grief. Yeah. The worldly grief doesn't leave you in a place on your knees weeping um, without mm-hmm. a whole bunch of details. Yeah. Right? You would have needed to know what was disturbing, what were the details, what happened. Mm-hmm. And if now you're can kind of lean on your own. Oh, that's really sad to me and, and may lead to you crying, crying when we don't even know why mm-hmm. or what's going on, but yet we find ourselves 
weeping over it. I think that's a, a was a great example of the difference between where the world may grieve versus what a godly grief yeah. is. I th- I want to kind of jump to the discipling relationships that we have mm-hmm. of how mourning can play a part or does play a part when we're walking with somebody mm-hmm. um, in that and 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 what that what that looks like and and a thought that I had was an example is like in our a marriage relationship you know um in our in our marriages it is very easy <laughs> to point out what where somebody is, yep. <laughs> where, where somebody else's sin is at right oh yeah <laughs> and and we get and can get angry over it and point it out and well if you would have just right and and we <laughs> get into that I, I, I hate to admit it um but we will find ourselves in place i know i can in my marriage to where we can take on an attitude of, well, you started it, you know, yeah. like, like, like kids sometimes. Right. Yeah. And, but if we take upon what Jesus is telling us here and that we mourn over, over the sin, I think it starts with mourning over our own sin. It's mm, good. Right. Of where, what have I, where, how is my sin being brought into this relationship mm. and causing it? And, and I think when we come back to the Lord, and we repent, which is a term we just don't like to use in the church anymore. That's where mm. healing starts. Yeah. That's where correction starts. And when we mourn, we're lamenting. And I think that it's tied to this repentance, even mm. what Paul is saying. Now things start to change. Yeah. Now what the scripture says is that's where we are comforted. Mm. That's where the spirit meets us is right there in that repenting, mourning over sin. And now we are comforted. Imagine. In, in a perfect world, if you will, in our relationships, if that's where we started, before we started pointing out what was wrong with our mm-hmm. spouse, we repented over our own sin and received comfort from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would be willing to bet we would view our spouse through a little bit different lens. Oh, yeah. What, your thoughts on that? No, I think that's really great. It, it ties back to what you said, like this ladder rung, you know, um, you only get there by being poor in spirit first mm-hmm. and then you're mournful because you have, you, you understand the heart of the father, you know, and I love that. That's a great challenge. It's a great challenge for me too. And in, in my own marriage, cause I'm real quick <laughs> to point out what he did as yeah. opposed to looking at my own. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the stories I wanted to share that, that just came to mind. Um, because, you know, again, on, in our discussion and on the podcast, we want to be able to take it and go, okay, what does this look like in, in real life? How do I do this? How do I walk this out? And I just wanted to share a story I thought of when we were preparing for this podcast is several years ago, I, I had the opportunity. I had a young man, younger, a guy younger than me came to me and said, Hey, you know, would you disciple me? Would you, um, um, help me through some, some marriage stuff I'm going through? And, he was probably like, I don't know, 12, 15 years younger than me. And, uh, so I said, sure. And, and, uh, he had been in us in a men's group that I was leading for a while. And, and, um, so I, I knew him and we had spent time together and, and I saw great leadership potential in him. And, and so we started meeting separately, um, separate than the group one-on-one. And it was like five minutes into, um, that meeting, he began to share with me um, a relationship that he was having, um, outside of his marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. And at, at that moment, 
it wasn't it wasn't physical it wasn't it wasn't sexual it was they but he was had a friendship that that he was sharing with me that he kind of knew and then it wasn't the best and he was worried that he really wasn't honoring his wife and as i asked him questions and heard him it was like yeah that this needs to end yeah which began a process of him justifying it and we would talk about it and i'd challenge him and he would we kind of kept walking around the mountain with it and and um, he he wasn't really willing to own some of the stuff, and we had met three, four, or five times, and we this topic kept coming up, and and he just kept justifying, and I kept challenging him, and um, that it needed a change, and he would take some steps and then kind of back away, and it really wasn't getting resolved, and I was in a place going, okay, like we're going to draw some really hard lines here. This has to change. You need to have conversations with your wife. You need Mm -hmm. to repent. Like it it got to this place where something needed to change. And then one night um, I get a phone call from him and he was literally sitting in his car weeping that he was in his car because he was headed to actually go meet this person and Mm -hmm. have an affair. Yeah. And he was so broken. And, um, just weeping and, and, uh, I was listening to him and, and, and he was repenting and, uh, he stopped and, and, and was literally in this place of mourning over his sin. Mm. And, and I'd heard of the Bible talk about situations where scales fall off of someone's eyes. Yeah. And it was like that during our conversations, like mm. he was in this, this fog that Satan had tricked him or whatever, or scales or what, whatever it was, yeah. he was blinded to it. And he just kept justifying, well, there was a breakthrough yeah. and, and, a, and a repentance that just, um, I was on the phone. It was kind of like you were saying, like I was weeping at a level that wasn't, I know it wasn't me in the mm-hmm. flesh. I just was grieving for, for where he was. But the other side, I was so happy. Yes like celebrating it was i still right now i mean my to eyes I, I get emotional over it because it was right there i saw this i was experiencing the spirit of god mm-hmm. bringing comfort into a repenting mm-hmm. situation and it was real it was like the scripture was coming off the yeah. page and i was like oh praise god this this family was being saved yeah. from complete destruction in this moment and, and, um, and there was repentance and, and they, you know, he, he came back to his wife and weeks later had, had shared with his wife and they got into counseling and they got the help. And, and it was, it was great. It was a wonderful, wonderful story. Not all of them in that way, unfortunately, right, right. but it was something I was able to experience and see and watch to where the truth of the reality of mourning over the broken and sin of this world led to a place of comfort, led to a place of healing. That that was just it was incredible. And it's so, amazing. Yeah. As we wrap up here, Lori, your thoughts, some things you want to add, or maybe things in the story or things you you think through this topic um for our listeners. I love that story that you shared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but something that did something that did come to my attention is the the fact that yes, the spirit um was working and you were grieving the spirit and there was repentance, there was um, comfort, but the spirit was using you to help bring that comfort. Mm. And so it just, once again, reminds me of the importance of being in these relationships and discipling relationships where we have 
people around us who can pray for us, who can hold us accountable and that we aren't afraid to share our lives with. We have to be willing to be transparent and to go to those hard places. Yeah. And just as he was willing to call you, you were also, you were still there. Yeah. You know? And so just as God doesn't give up on us, you know, we, we have to have that same heart for others Mm. and grieve the sin and mourn the sin and um, the Holy Spirit grieves with us. Yeah. Wow. That's great. It's kind of, it's, it's the church being the church, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, it's a tough topic, but I think it was an important one in us, you know, looking at what Jesus um, shares and, and calls us to, to mourn. And so um, thanks Lori for your input today. And, and it was just a great discussion. And my hope is all of us um, are able to take um, some of these things and apply it and walk it out as we um, follow Jesus intentionally in our lives as being disciples and, and uh, God bless everyone. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Get Real podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.